0: Hey everybody, my name is Alex and this is Lunchbox Radio. Now this is going to be a slightly shorter episode than normal because I wanted to do another um, what I'm watching this season episode since we have just bumped into a new season and I've like been kind of taking in what's out there and I've made a pretty sound decision on at least three of the shows that I'm just going to at the very least pay attention to for this entire season. Hopefully, watch all of for this entire season now, and those three shows are one that is one that is a second season, a long time coming, and two that are straight up original shows. So the first one that's a second season is the, I'm watching the second season of Classroom of the Elite, Classroom of the, of the Elite Two, and I'll get into um, that. In the main portion of the episode but um definitely go check out the episode I did on Classroom Elite* of the Elite the first season which you can f- find actually not too far far back in the podcast feed in whatever podcatcher app you're using to listen to this right now so definitely go check that out the second thing I'm watching that I, that has struck me as really interesting is a little show that's an adaptation of a of a kind of cult classic, of a kind of cult hit manga called Called the Night. And um, so I'll touch on that. And then the last thing that I'm watching that I want to talk about is a, <laughs> a very otaku-bait show and it's called Vermilion Gold. Um, so if you, so look forward to that, but before we get into it directly, I wanted to encourage you to go listen to the most recent episodes that I've done of the show, of the show before this, um, those episodes being, um, the Sunday edition all about violence as pure fantasy, since, um, which was all about the production of, like, a hype- of hyper-violent anime in a cultural setting where that hyper is very... is very likely to not happen in real life. Unlike a place like America, where if you see a shooting in a bowling alley, that has probably happened in America. Whereas the... Bowling alley scene in many anime, not just Black Lagoon, but like Black Lagoon, um, the non-explicit version of um, Mezzo Forte, or the explicit version of Mezzo Forte, have a bowling alley massacre scene. Um, Tenjo Tenge has a notable bowling alley massacre scene. It's it's a it's a it's a common trope, weirdly, um, but. Like so, definitely go check check out that Sunday edition, and the l- last third day, the last third day edition, the last regular show, so to speak, was all about the new movie *Deer King*. So definitely go check out those. And now, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Now, what I find really interesting about our first show that I want to talk about, which is Classroom of the Elite 2, is that oftentimes we want to believe that our that, like, the media that is made at a time can never be made again. Like, the that can never happen again. And this plenty of stuff to convince us of this. There's plenty of stuff like, um, the quality, the quality gap between something like One Punch Man Season 1 and One Punch Man Season 2. And by that, I mean One Punch Man Season 2 is not the worst show ever made, but because of the team that worked on One Punch Man Season 1, not just not being able to be hired back because they wanted to get Season 2, like, airing as quickly as possible to capitalize on the popularity, there was a huge difference in quality, a huge difference in humor, all this other stuff that changed drastically between those two seasons. And everybody realized, like, oh, shit. The people who worked on this show, on the first season of this show, were kicking ass and taking names, and you can't just swap them out. Now, Classroom of the Elite Elite, is the opposite thing. If you haven't listened to my podcast on Classroom of the Elite, I encourage you to go listen to it. Um it is picking up right where that show left off. It is all the psychological mind games. It is, you know, the main character is now, like, revealed fully to be, like, the, like, mo- the, like monstrous problem that he is. And all this stuff is, like, they've introduced a different game with a different set of rules. Like, a different puzzle to be solved. Um, and it. It's that show again. And that is a a thing that had not been around for, I want to say, over a decade. Or close to a decade. And so it has this kind of cool feel of a very old style show that is being made now. And it feels like they are making something in the style of when Classroom of the Elite came out. When really, it's just that show. They're just producing it now instead of then. Um, And that, it's just... It's still a good show. It's still interesting. They're still doing the thing where they're like... They have plenty of characters where they can focus in on one character for an arc or an episode. And it's interesting. And they're using the main character to deal with other characters... Like clear emotional baggage, the, the the whole the whole concept of the show is back and forth. So it it back and full forth. So if you liked that first season, you will also like the second season that's currently airing of Classroom of the Elite. I'm a little bit behind right now, but I do plan on catching up. Um. So yeah, that's Classroom of the Elite. So the next show I want to talk about is, um, and I'm doing these pretty quickly and this episode is going to be pretty condensed and smaller than normal because I want to reserve the right to talk about these shows as like their own full episode once they're finished airing week to week. But I just want to kind of introduce the concept of these particular shows now, because i i I want to give I want to give you guys some stuff that I find interesting for one reason or another. Now, I am there's a non-zero possibility that I'm known by some anime fans. Who have listened to this show for a while. It's the guy who called um, Tok- Tokyo Ghoul a tone poem on the internet. Because that's straight up a thing I did. If you want to go listen to Tokyo Ghoul episode. You can find it in the feed. In whatever app you're using. Listen to this right now. But. The thing that a show like Tokyo Ghoul. Attempts to do. And doesn't do. Because it wants to be so much about its own tone, for whatever reason, is that so many of so many anime shows attempt to like capture a vibe, and it's like a specific just vibe of of what they're trying to do. And this and this show that I, this show that I'm watching, it's just like it's a whole vibe of a fucking show. And, um, the artist's previous work, um, I think it was called Don Kashi or Dachi Kashi, was a, was a romance show about, um, that involved, that was also like a sweets, a show about Japanese sweets, and this show, um, is called Call the Night, and it follows this character who... It's just kind of drifting through his, like, high school life. And so one day he decides to, like, instead of going to school, he's going to go wander around his home ta- his home city, uh, presumably a part of Tokyo, at night. And just, like. So the thing. The thing that they don't tell you. About cities like New York. Like New York is not the city that never sleeps, And to some extent that is true. But. A thing my friend Kie found out. Hi Kie. When she lived on 30th Avenue. Which I'm not blowing up her spot. She will probably never live in that same building ever again. um, Is. That like yes. There's, so, there's always something happening in the city, like you can always be at like a private club or event or something until like 3 in the morning. But there are definitely times in New York City where the big bustling parts of the city are just empty. And like the only people out are like slightly drunk people, homeless people, or like city workers who are like garbage collectors and shit. And that's generally, like, from, like, the 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock in the morning thing. Like, that, it's a very specific time in a city like New York. And a very specific time in cities in general. Like, lots of stuff you don't see that happens in cities, like trash collection, happens at, like, the ass crack of the ass middle of the night. Because that's when they can do it take their time, do it well, and not be in everybody else's way. But, because that's the right time, the streets are also fucking empty. And I've never seen a show or a property so, like, beautifully and accurately and, like, render that what it feels like to be out in that kind of aloneness. In that kind of like lonely world where you're the only person awake. Uh, A show that did it um, that does it decently well is there's some sequences in um, Log Horizon where character where a character is wandering around in the middle of a goddamn night in Tokyo and nobody's out and this show I I, I rarely I rarely say that you should like make an appointment to watch a show or like like, have a scenario where the show is best viewed in but this show but Call of the Night, because of subject matter, because of its visual quality, is like best. It's one of the few shows that I've ever seen, which is like best watch by yourself at three in the goddamn morning. I <laughs> think I have done with a couple of episodes now, and it, the reason why I say that is because it it. It's all about what it feels like to be, like, a person awake and aware at that point. It's all about, it feels like a show about somebody wandering a, like, a city with no people in it. But it's also largely undisturbed and the city still operates as its own, like, unique thing. So, you get scenes of, like, the character walking by a vending machine and re- the main character walking by a vending machine and realizing, oh, fuck, vending machines are really bright. I never even thought about that. And it's just, it's, like I said, this show is is a whole vibe in, like, it's... And it's opening, in choi- like the choice of the way it's opening goes, it's opening kind of like puts you off kilter at a point. It's ending, it's really phenomenal. The v- initial end credits for the first episode are like, are like top tier awesomeness. So definitely if you, I'll be watching this whole damn show. And this show is actually on high dive, it's not on I don't believe it's on Crunchyroll, but it's definitely on high dive, that's where I'm watching it currently. But um definitely go check it out. And that is Call of the Night Akuma. <laughs> に 使い満になってください。使うね。<笑><笑> 僕の Now, for our last selection here of what I'm watching this season, I'm going to be picking a show that is influenced by my, and if you've been listening to the podcast once again for a while, um, you will know I have, a, I have a taste for trash. What I mean by that is every once in a while I will watch a show knowing full well what I'm in for. Knowing that, like, it's not going to be the best show of the season, but it will be, like, the show that I might get a lot of joy out of. I do things like this occasionally. Like, I'll just be like, oh, if I watch all of this of, of Queen's Blade, which is a thing I did, and I think I've talked about Queen's Blade on this very show. On this very podcast. You can find it in the, um, podcast feed in wherever you're using to listen to me right now. But every once in a while, and the reason why I don't veer away from this, that instinct drives me towards something that has something more to it. And that's what I think Vermilion Gold is kind of doing. It It's very clearly like um, bi- Big Demon Mom you know, feels all up on Shoda. A little Shoda boy kind of like a very, it's a very it's a very anime otaku-esque eschi premise. But what it does with that and like the way that it works that is A, it's doing like the best version of it it can figure out. And B, it's doing, it's like hitting certain emotional beats in a way that it is like aware of like, okay, big boom, big boob, big boob demon mom in black virgin killer. But also like, we're going to have a conversation about like emotionality and like emotions and, like, teenage feelings and all this other stuff that, like, every, that every show, at some, that every Etsy show at some point attempts to have. But this show seems to be doing a little bit better than most, which I super-duper appreciate. And it has this awareness of, like, it... Not every male character wants to fuck the, the hot demon mommy. Some of them are just pissed off because she, like, beat the shit out of their pet or something. Like, they, they are not after, ooh, big boobs. They're after, like, oh, this lady seems like a bitch. Which is, like, it seems like a small change, like, a change that would, is guided by logic, but. In a genre and, and a type of show where like big boob character me want to me want to bang is like a primary directive. For it to not be that for even a couple seconds is like a nice is a nice change. It's a nice change in pace. Um, but yeah, so I'm also I've recently thanked you a W O Anime World Order. Um I have decided probably to dive into witchcraft work finally. I have notoriously only ever watched like the first episode and a half of that show. So I think I'm probably going to watch that whole show and um, a non-anime thing that I'm super looking forward to. Actually the day this comes out I'm recording it a day early because I'm trying to be a prepared podcaster. Shock kuma shock um I I um I'm looking forward to watching the newest season of Harley Quinn because I I'm excited for anything from DC where even DC's like we gotta keep an eye on the Harley Quinn people because they're gonna they're gonna like make Batman have gay sex with Green Lantern or something I don't know how but they'll figure it out. <laughs> um but in any case that's those are kind of the three big shows that I'm watching this season that are new thing as always I'm always watching things I haven't seen before like I missed in other seasons and stuff like that and all that fun stuff so this is where I'm gonna end it for this week with like I said I want this was gonna be a little shorter of a third day episode just by design um but if you Like this podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday and Sunday. Sunday episodes are more meta-textual. They're what I call my the Sunday editions for the show, and they are about like concepts or fandom or like animation or anything like that. And then Thursday editions are either. Are usually about a singular show or property. Usually I want to try and do like a what I'm watching each season show like this in the third edition just so you have an idea of what I'm paying attention to as I watch anime just for the joy of watching anime not necessarily to talk about it but may eventually show up as a full episode of its own in the feed in the future. So on that note, I've been Alex, this has been Lunchbox Radio, I will talk to you on Sunday.